Ben, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, it is our absolute privilege to have you on, and thank you so much for your service to our great nation. Ben, uh, when we look at the breakdown of, obviously to us anyway, and you can, judge, of course, share light on it from your perspective, which is better than ours, how did how did uh, this sneak attack, land, air, and sea, it looks like, uh, happen against Israel without our knowledge? Where was Tony Blinken? What, what's going on in this Biden administration? You get you you take the ball and run with it. There you are, Ben Armstrong. Yes, sir. It's a it's a complex question, and I I don't know if I have the ability to tell you exactly what the administration was, but I can I can shed a little light on what I've learned. Um, um, of you know, first a horrible situation in Israel. I think it's first to say that this is unlike anything that's ever happened to that country in their seventy five plus years of existence. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's some conversations out there that this is their nine eleven or this is their Pearl Harbor. Um, there's even conversations that it's worse than that. It's akin to what the Nazis did with their operational groups, where they put people together just to go and kill Jews for the sake of killing Jews. Um, uh, it, it seems that uh, you know, from my perspective, it seems that. One is, is it, you know, there's some political things that have been going on in Israel over the last few months that, that, that the country is focused on their internal politics. Um, you know, we're not, we're not um, confused by that. We have internal pol- political things happening in America. And I think um, part of that might have taken their eye off the security ball a little bit. I, I think also, um, you know, you mentioned the border as you were, you were talking about bringing me in. But I think um, there was a complacency that led in in Israel over the last few years because of um, the the intentional division that they have attempted to create between Hamas, which is in Gaza, and um, the Palestinian Authority, which is in the West Bank. And I, and I believe if you read about this, you can see that there was an idea that those two entities would fight each other to take over Palestine. And, and in fact, they didn't do that. Um, uh, I think the last thing I would tell you is that, um, you know, I think we as a country are a little naive when it comes to the the, the heft and the power of Iran and their role that they play in this. Uh, I'm sure you, you talked about a month ago, some time ago, when we did the prisoner swap and, and gave Iran a very large influx of $6 billion. Yes. And um, and that's almost exactly in line with the planning for this, this terrorist attack. So I think, you know, like many things, um, through interaction or naivety, we might have been complacent in some of this attack. Let me ask you this then, um, uh, former Marine, being a former Marine serving in our military, uh, the readiness of American military might, the greatest, still the greatest fighting force on the face of the planet, but we're in search of leadership in our nation right now. What does that mean to the American soldier? Talk to us. I, I would tell you one is that I don't think the American soldier has changed that much. Uh, you know, I was a gentleman who jumped out of high school and went right into the Marine Corps. And I, and I would tell you, I work with veterans every day that are getting out of the service. And, and they're very akin to the individual I was I was when I went in. And so I'm very comfortable in, in the tactical and operational abilities of our military at the, um, you know, the local leadership level down to like the trigger pulling. Um, and... Um, I, I do agree there's some there's some frustration and some confusion around leadership uh, in the military. I think that's some of the fault that we're a peacetime military right now. It might not seem like we're a peacetime military, but we're we're focused on garrison things, um, not active warfare. But um, you asked about readiness, and I, I, as a as a Marine who was deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan on a, a Marine Expeditionary Unit, which is a um, it's a consistent resource that America puts out there in the Mediterranean, the Pacific, 
Um, and as the news came out this morning that a, a naval striker group was going to go in <clears throat> to support Israel, I can tell you we're in the water around the world ready to respond to things like this on a quick basis. And uh, I, I'd be, I imagine that American resources are already in the med, the med right outside of Israel now to support. Does then uh, American leadership boil down to the will to use the big stick that we do weld in our American hands? Uh, do you see that type of will, uh, you know, coming from this Biden administration? Yeah, it's a great question. Let me, I mean, you know, all you can do is really decipher what you see in public, right? Um, I'd have very little access to the private, but I, I will tell you that um, almost everyone in our government, both on the left and right, uh, immediately came out yesterday or Saturday and supported Israel. And that's, um, you know, in a time of non-bipartisan things, it was overwhelmingly bipartisan that, that the American Democrat and Republican leadership at a national level all stood up and said, uh, we support Israel. They've been attacked. They have the right to defend themselves. Um, secondarily, um, in the media, and I'm sure you've talked about this, is it Netanyahu, who's the prime minister of Israel, and Biden hadn't had a lot of conversations recently. They hadn't communicated, um, and they immediately communicated after the attack, and they're communicating consistently. So I, all I can take is the what's, what's happening right now, and it seems like overwhelmingly um, America is their support. We're going to provide resources. I think the complexities of is what we can do or can't do with American service members uh, in that part of the world because of the various players in the game. Corporal Ben Armstrong, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, bring you to a place where they are, and also get in touch with your thoughts. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, I work for an organization called Next Stop Veterans. We are an organization that works with exiting service members to help them find careers when they get out of service. Um, the website is www.nextstopvets.org. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, a majority of the work I do is, is supporting veterans and their transition and employment. But uh, in my free time or my, in my passion is supporting the American-Israel relationship. And I really appreciate um, the ability to talk about the military and uh, veteran aspect of this, sir. Well, you gave us a very good, uh, I tell you what, you, you're coming from someone who has served and someone who is watching it, what you told us does bring a little bit of peace uh, to our minds in the midst of a very uh, traumatic time for all of us around the world, particularly those of us who care for the peace of Israel. And for those who are so inclined, Ben, give everybody that website again so they can help you. Uh, financially, y'all out there, uh, financially, if in fact they are so inclined, talk to us. Yes, sir. Well, we are a nonprofit. You understand that. I appreciate this, the shout out there. But uh, yes, nextopvets.org. That's www.nextopvets. That's N E X T O P V E T S.org. Um, and uh, we're doing good work for veterans and helping them get, uh, get jobs after service, often before they even exit the service. Well, God bless you and God keep you in that endeavor. There is nothing more important to our American society than the American military and its so men and women in uniform. God bless you. God keep you. And again, thank you for your service to our nation.